Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week on Unraveling What's Within. This is Jeanette, your host. Welcome, welcome. I have, in the past week since the last podcast, I've been getting so many messages of just so much love and, yeah, just so much love. And I've been getting pictures of people making food for their ancestors and um, people telling me how inspired they are that they even started talking to their ancestors. And I just want to say that that's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing. And I'm sure that your ancestors are extremely proud of you and extremely happy to just have that food with you and dance with you and talk with you and just have that connection with you. It's it's so beautiful, and I imagine that you'll get so much out of it as well. Now, <laughs> let's dive into this week. Um, I do want to caution um, the person listening um, that today's podcast might be a little bit triggering um, because it's a little bit of a heavy, po- heavy topic for quite a few people, and the topic is being a child (laughs) of a mother, um, essentially it's the relationship with mothers and how sometimes relationships with mothers aren't always ideal, um, and picture perfect. And this topic might be a little bit of a cliche because this weekend is Mother's Day and Monday is and Dia de los Madres, so Day of the Moms in Mexico. Um, but I felt that it was really important for me to come on and talk about my own feelings about, and just my own process um, when it comes to this time of the year. And also with that, just to normalize talking about how not all relationships with moms are more like Gilmore and (laughs) um Gilmore Girls-esque it's not always like that in the sense of like picture perfect and you can tell your mom everything and you guys are sisters and pals and all the things (laughs) um I really wanted to just hone in on normalizing that normalizing that it's not like that for everybody. And I also wanted to just kind of address certain things that I do around this time of the month, not time of the month, <laughs> uh, time of the year um, in regards to honoring my emotions and in regards to holding myself with ease and grace. So let's dive in. Oh, and I also want to say that if I giggle at certain times, um, it might also be because I'm a little bit anxious of talking about something like this. That's a little bit hard for me. So, okay. <laughs> Cautions are over. <laughs> um, let's dive in. So, um, as you know, this weekend is Mother's Day. And here in the U.S., I mean, I've, I've never lived anywhere outside of the U.S., um, but... <clears throat> Here in the U.S., um, a celebration of moms is, like, 
<laughs> it's very big. <laughs> or at least my my opinion, it's very big. In the sense that from Wednesday before all the way until like Sunday, the morning of <laughs> Mother's Day, there's people like rushing to go to the store, getting flowers, getting cards, getting candy, all the things to express the overwhelming amount of love and gratitude that people have towards their moms. And it's it's beautiful. I've seen firsthand how it getting a card from a child and their writing <laughs> um and then learning how to write <laughs> um is written across the cards and mom's faces and how they smile and just the amount of joy and laughter and love that is emanated and just magical <laughs> to witness um, within this day. But I also know firsthand the opposite side to that, the crushing weight and sadness and guilt that comes with not having a mom. And just as a backstory, um, today I'll be talking more in the sense of like actually being birthed by a mom. Um, for me, I was birthed by a cisgender mother and um, a cisgender father. So I can't speak on behalf of growing up with two dads or two moms and although my child will be growing up <laughs> with two moms so that will be a very different conversation in and of itself as well um but yeah today we'll be talking more in the sense of like growing up with a mom that's not neurotypical that's not It's not uh, idealesque <laughs> in a sense. Um, so for me, on the other side of that happy and joy and love um, is a lot of sadness and a lot of guilt. And the sadness and guilt comes from, well, one, not having that idealistic, perfect relationship that I would like to with my mom in the sense of, not being able to talk to her, um, not being able to see her, not being able to have that type of relationship or even communicate in the sense of like telling her like, hey, I'm in grad school and it's extremely hard and I feel so lonely at times. Not even being able to share with her, hey, I even got into grad school and I'm going to be a therapist and remember all those times that you told me that I should be a doctor and not rely on other people? <laughs> I'm going to be relying on myself and I'm going to have a private practice and sharing my dreams and my goals and my aspirations. It's, it's not like that for me um, by any means. And um, it's hard. It's really, really hard. Um, I remember growing up and I think one of the first memories that I have of my mom was going to kindergarten and 
I think instinctively knowing that I needed to go to school and that that was normal. Um, and being dropped dropped off at kindergarten and clinging so tightly to my mom and not wanting to go and just crying and not understanding why I had to leave my mom and her not giving me empathy or talking me through what was going on and just watching her walk away. And I also remember in elementary school, I wanna say third, second, somewhere in the middle, first to maybe like around first to third grade of like going to the cafeteria and having to get my food from the cafeteria and watching as my friends would unpack their lunches and get notes from their moms that always gave them words of encouragement and always were signed love mom or heart mom and just seeing the kids like light up and just like show their note to like the whole table and me just being like cool that's cool um and not knowing what that felt like knowing what the longing came from, knowing, and like, I wish that I could have that. (sighs) And I remember going to my mom a few times after my friend showed me the note that they would get, just um, telling my mom, like, hey, like, when you pack my PB&J sandwich, can you please give me a note? And her not really understanding why, but going along with it. I remember having the note (laughs) in my bag and being super excited and like, yay. (laughs) I also have a note from my mom. (laughs) And I remember getting my brown bag and taking out my PB&J sandwich that was inside of a Ziploc and pulling out the note and unfolding it and showing everybody and like reading it myself and then feeling loved but then also feeling well damn I had to tell my mom to do this and to me now growing up I know that I saw how in different actions kids would feel loved from their parents how they felt safe with their parents and were overjoyed to spend time with them and would talk about going to like this place and this place and we went to the park and this friend came over and spent time with me and my family was like so nice to them (laughs) and I'm loved by my mom and I love them so much and just remember like knowing I was so different and knowing that my relationship with my mom was not like anybody else's and if it was like other people it was not shared by any means um and in that way also just feeling really alone alone in the understanding that well damn I watched Gilmore Girls and Seventh Heaven 
and all of these picture perfect I mean mind you white <laughs> very white TV shows of parents being gentle and nice and loving and kind and super supportive to their children um, and them growing up to be these extremely functional loving and kind humans and it sucked it sucked a lot and now being an adult which feels weird in of itself to say <laughs> being gosh a couple weeks away from being 30 and not having that with my mom is extremely hard not being able to tell her of my accomplishments or my sadness or of how much I even like miss her how much I like loved to get sick even though I never got sick rarely ever got sick because I had a freaking amazing immune system <laughs> but when I would get sick I would just remember my mom just like giving me so much love and I equate love with like taking care of me that's how I knew my mom loved me was when I was sick and she would come in and she would Vaparu all over my chest and like under my nose and even like big globs of it inside of my nose <laughs> which I would like scream because <laughs> it was disgusting um and my mom making me tea and heating up chicken noodle soup from the can and even making me her own kind of soup um I just remember the amount of work and attention that was given to me when I was a kid and I missed that I missed that in college <laughs> and I missed that and I miss it now in as being an adult um I think everybody at some point in time right probably feels that way when they get an adult is that they're like oh man it sucks to be sick I wish my mom could take care of me <laughs> I'm sure but that's relatable across the board by anybody but for me I feel like it's a bit tenfold mind you I'm I'm a cancer so <laughs> um but I mean also my feelings are valid um yeah but I think that Growing up, too, I've also realized the amount of strength I have. I've learned from my relationship with my mom autonomy and what it's like to stand up for yourself, and what it's like to take back your power, what it's like to place boundaries. And what it's like to stand in those boundaries and not moving. Um, and for that, for that, I'm I'm grateful because I think it, I mean I know I don't think but I know that it is because of those lessons 
though they were extremely hard to learn, has gotten to me, gotten me to have the relationships that I have now with people that are respectful. And I think that if I didn't learn those lessons, I would have continued going down the road that I was in when I was a kid um, of constantly choosing friends that would walk all over me or wouldn't give me respect in the way that I deserved. So for that, I know that I'm grateful and I know that I know, I know that I'm grateful for that. Um, even though I had to learn it through a lot of hardship and a lot of crying and a lot of fights. I've also gotten to know what it feels like to love myself fully. Um, yeah. But it's also, you know, really bittersweet <laughs> to know those lessons from a parent rather than from external sources. And on that note, um, if you're still listening and if you can relate, I hope that you know that you're not alone. If you've formed boundaries or in the process of forming boundaries or even in the process of learning what your voice is or what it sounds like or what it's like to like sit within your own autonomy and in your own power. I commend you and you're, you're not alone. It takes so much strength and so much willpower to stand up for yourself and to claim what is right, to only take the things that make you feel good. You are freaking superhuman. <laughs> you are. And you learned it the really, really hard way. But you've also endured it. And you got, like... That's not something that somebody can take away from you, ever. Is the strength and endurance to go through what you've gone through. And I honor you for going through that and for being in that process. And if I may give you some motherly love, <laughs> I may not be a mother or know what it's like to be a mom yet. But if I may be a mom to you, I wanna tell you that I'm very proud of you. Like, so proud. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for getting out of bed for drinking water, for taking care of yourself, for being where you are, for saying no and saying yes when your body means it. We commend you and honor you for doing the things that you needed to do in order to get where you are now to still be alive. You are loved and you are so deserving of that love. <laughs> I 
I started almost crying a little bit right there, but <laughs> I mean it. I mean it with all my heart. And um, I know in some capacity what you're going through. I know that we all experience some life a little bit differently <laughs> um, than the other person, but I can understand how hard it is. And um, if you're needing like a little bit of ins insight as to like how to get out of the heaviness <laughs> that is this week and <laughs> Um, I'm happy to share what's helped me. I know that it's taken me a bit of practice <laughs> around this time to figure out what works and what doesn't. You know, for me, this is just me. You can take it or leave it. Take what resonates and leave the rest. But um, for me, it's making sure that I'm not spending a bunch of time on social media and watching people with their kids. Um, that's, that's what helps me. And I also don't look at pictures from my childhood. Um, <sighs> just because it's a little bit too hard to look at them. However, I do honor my emotions that do come up in the sense that I validate my emotions and I listen to them. I let them come out however they want to be, whether it's crying, yelling, screaming, working out, dancing, doing yoga, or even laying down and sleeping. Um, I listen to my body and what it needs throughout the day and the weekend. And I also recognize within myself how powerful I am. So just as I just did now with you of giving you so much love, I give that to myself. I honor I, everything, <laughs> all the steps that I've gotten and done. Um, I give myself that type of love that I would want my mom to give me and whatever that looks like whether it's writing a letter to myself, whether it's giving myself a bubble bath, whether it's making myself some pasta and some pizza or having Netflix or just any capacity in which that I need in order to honor myself and to love myself, I do. Within limits, of course, like I'm not going to walk down to Nordstrom's and go ham on the racks. <laughs> um... But yeah, and um, if I have the capacity and the space to do so, I also give that tenfold back to the people that have raised me in other capacities. So sending flowers to my sister um, or calling or texting her. She's a mom of two. <laughs> um and honoring the people, and I know I keep saying honoring. <laughs> I don't think that I can come up with another word to speak for honoring, but just giving so much gratitude, I guess. Um, 
to my aunt who was that safety that safety person for me that kind of gave me gave me well no she did <laughs> and she gave me a lot of motherly love when I wanted it I needed it um and sharing it also with my friends if I had the capacity to I send flowers to fan to friends that are also mothers um or I send them notes or call them and wish them a happy mother's day and spend time with them talk to them because in some capacity I know that it's also hard for them too um motherhood isn't sunshine and rainbows 24 7 and um yeah I, that's what works for me it's very short and sweet but it's it comes down to listening to what my body wants knowing how many spoons I have left and if I have any spoons left getting those to other people because what I'm feeling, I know, is being felt by quite a lot of other people. Um, maybe your self-care, maybe your listening to yourself is looks different. Maybe you do go shopping. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna put it down. <laughs> it works. <laughs> um, maybe you do do a bubble bath. Maybe you do call a friend. Maybe you spend time volunteering or spend time all day in bed with the sheets drawn, watching Netflix and eating ice cream. Whatever that looks like to you and makes you feel good and is not hurting you. I mean, I commend you for that, for Acknowledging those and doing those actions. And I also send so much love and respect to those that don't have that option, who have to put their feelings on the back burner because they are a mom and they're having to take care of other kids. Or they're a mom in some capacity and whatever that is they're a person that is raising children um and they don't have a parent themselves i also honor and respect those people who have birthed adopted or raised children or teens and who have lost those kids to suicide or who have died. I can't imagine what you're going through, but I send you a lot of love. <sighs> this time of the year is really hard. And I send you all so much love. I hope that you find the grace. I hope you find the time to give yourself grace. To honor your needs. 
whatever that looks like. You're not alone. You are loved. And anywhere you are in your journey is valid. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. This one was a little bit harder for you to listen to. I totally understand. Um, It was a little bit hard for me too. (laughs) Next week we'll be talking about a different type of love. That love is love love. (laughs) Um, I'll be talking with my partner either this week or next week, um, about our relationship and what that looks like and how boundaries also look like in our relationship and all the things. (laughs) Um, With someone limits, of course. (laughs) Um, And in a couple of weeks, um, crossing my fingers and my toes, I will also be having a friend come on who is a mother themselves, and we'll be talking about motherhood and mental health, what that looks like, how that's experienced, um, both from a lens lens of mental health, self-care, as well as from a lens of a person who is POC, and all the intersectionality, inter sections of their identities and how they mesh, go together, ebb and flow within the journey that is motherhood. (laughs) I look forward to tuning in next week with you all, and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Take care.